the Davis 10 Soccer Podcast. My name is Greg Davis, former NCAA Division I athlete, and the goal of this podcast is to shed light on the harsh realities of life after sports. My guest today is former professional and collegiate soccer player Jesse Cork. Jesse played his collegiate years at Malloy University, followed by a professional career in Germany, as well as local NISA club New York Cosmos. Jesse enjoyed a stellar collegiate career with the Lions, being named East Coast Conference 2014 Goalkeeper of the Year and earning all ECC First Team honors. A fearless shot stopper, Jesse posted seven save efforts in back-to-back games and earned a season-high nine stops his senior year. He returned to his alma mater in 2018, assisting with the training of Malloy's goalkeepers and helping to guide the team to its first ECC championship, where the squad advanced to the final 16 teams in the playoff run that featured two contests decided by penalty kicks. A native of Valley Stream, New York, Jesse now serves on the coaching staff for Long Island University and as a goalkeeper coach for a premier goalkeeping academy on Long Island. Jesse, welcome to the Davis 10 Soccer Podcast. Thank you, brother. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. Of course, of course. And um, yeah, Jesse was Jesse was the the gotchy goalkeeper. So um <laughs> Jesse was uh was kind of our um you know our man in the post along with you know another good friend of ours, Joey Rocco, a couple years and, and some other keepers a couple years, but um but Jesse was always just uh, you know, a pretty pretty standard in in the goalpost there and I was even looking at, at different ways to different adjectives to describe you, right? I think when in the intro, it, uh, you know, obviously I have to put up shot stopper, right? Because that's just I feel like what you're known for. But you know, I was like, what do I put in front of that? I think at first I put I put something else, but then I read something that described you as fearless. I was like, man, that's I got to throw that in there. Um, you were just uh, you know not afraid to to throw yourself on the floor, not afraid to. And and Jesse as a, as a goalie and if and and people that know soccer know that you know goalies most coaches are looking for for goalies that are you know at least what six two or you know long mm-hmm. length and and yeah. I don't know if it was a New York thing we never had tall goalies like I always look back like we never we never had no. like like goalies that were I can't remember having a goalie that was like above six foot like I just can't like I, Bro, I just feel never. like. <laughs> So, so um, you know, I feel like goalies in New York. It was just like you know, you relied on on like your athleticism, and you were always just kind of, kind of like, kind of just coming up already as underdogs, right? Just kind of being mm-hmm. your, your height. But uh, you can never tell with, with Jesse. Really, I mean, he got up high, and and uh, yeah, just kind of fearless in that respect. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad that's you know, you kept my. Uh, that's where you ended it at, right? Like, <laughs> Realizing you didn't get into the rest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but it was you know, and there's there's a few there's a few games that that I remember, and and there's you know, I, I'm, this is probably not the best game to to point out because we actually ended up losing the game. I think three nothing. But this this game just stands out to me, and it was it was an academy showcase game. I, I believe we were playing in the, in the Midwest, may have been Chicago this year. And we're playing against uh, Michigan Wolves at that point. I think they were they were going by Derby County Wolves, and I just remember like getting on the field, and um, these guys were grown men. Like these guys were monsters. We were all looking at each other like, "What do they feed these kids out in Michigan?" Yep. And Sunny I remember, Saad. <laughs> what's that? Suni Saad was playing there. Yeah, Suni Saad, yeah. right, right, right. Former, um, you know, U.S. national team and and Michigan player. But yeah, and I remember like one of the first, 
I feel like for you know, I feel like I, I may have started the game on the bench, or maybe I was just on this on like a start of the game at like right back. And and I remember one of the first crosses that they put in, they put in a cross, and this forward of theirs may have jumped like you know easily like three feet in the air, and he just hit a header off the crossbar. And I feel like it was it was past Jesse's hand before we even knew it. And the way that bounced off the crossbar and came back out, we were like, oh yeah, we're gonna be in for it here. <laughs> like these guys yeah. were. These guys were big. <laughs> but yeah, but Jesse was always, you know, Jesse was always like life of the party, always a always a funny guy to be around, uh, especially on road trips in the hotel rooms, always always keeping everyone entertained. Um, keeping it interesting, and, huh? <laughs> and um and he was always, you know, one thing I always appreciated too was that was that Jesse was always was always even after like you know we all went to college and and we kind of disbanded and things like that. Jesse was always trying to get the guys together. Jesse was always you know reaching out to, to different people, trying to get you know whether it was like a gotcha reunion or. And I still remember, I still remember our very last game that we played together. I think was at, I think it was like I, Icon Stadium. That that rings a bell at, at Randall's Island, and. Um, I remember at the very end, I mean, you, you were in tears. I remember that you were in tears because at the end of the day, listen, like, like Gachi was, that was like our family, man. That was like our family for real. And I remember, I still remember you were in tears on that field. And it was, you know, it was really just a sad day that we're all like, damn, now we're just going to all go off to, to different things. And, you know, obviously good things, all good things, but, but yeah, it was a, it was a sad ending. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I remember that. I remember that game as well. And I was, I was thinking, you know, you know, prior to we got on this call, right? I think like for like two weeks leading up to that game, I was already like emotional. Like I think our last showcase was pretty sure we were in Arizona, uh-huh. right? I just remember like being in the back of the van, like getting all choked up. Like this is our last like away trip together. Yeah, it was like you know those. those I look back now, man, it's like nothing, nothing compares, like playing at any level, right? College, professional, nothing compares to those times, That's right? Good. It's like, yo, nothing else mattered, right? Like we had no responsibilities, right? Whatever, you go to school, but then you just you sh- play on the weekend, right? We train four times a week, play on the weekend. And that was like the only thing that we thought about. And like to think that like we were all going in different directions, Right, we may not see each other or talk to each other again. Right, like there's nothing, nothing, nothing compares to that, bro. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean that's so true. I mean, we were training about four days a week. I still like I remember, you know, like getting out of school and and you know there was maybe like we had probably like three hours in between if you got out of school at at I don't know three o'clock and then you know practice was at six. Like, man, I was hyped. Like all day, I was looking forward to practice. Like all day and like. You know, Gachi, even those practices, like, I feel like all we did was play possession, but I didn't care. Like, <laughs> like all we did, we did. Because when we just, we just passed the ball around, it was possession. We could have done the same drill every day, but every day it was just like, it was more like the company, right? It was more like just coming yeah. in to the, to the guys and, and, and playing with the guys and everything. So, um, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's good to hear you say that, that nothing compares as well. Yeah, nothing, you, you know, and you played at, at different levels and different things like that. So that's, um, you know, that's really good to hear. So, yeah, listen, bro, let's, uh, <clears throat> let's go ahead and, and, and get right into it. So why don't you just start off with telling me a little bit about like how you got into soccer and, and what initiated your, your love for the sport? Yeah. I mean, I think it was just like, you know, my, my parents 
just wanted me to be active, right? Like, and that's, I, I feel like that's how it starts for a lot of kids. So my parents threw me into soccer. I played soccer and baseball. I was definitely better at soccer. And it just got to the point where like I had to choose one or the other because then they, they both started to conflict. So I chose soccer, but I think, you know, credit to Joey Pinto's father, Jimmy, right? Like he took all of us under his wing at Limbrook, right? And like he he made us fall in love with the game, right? Like he made the parents, you know, fall in love with the, you know, the camaraderie and the atmosphere and kind of, and that's basically what he like try to, you know, instill in us, right? And I, and I think it, it's still, you know, we look back now, right, 30 years old, and we think about those times. But I think that was, like, the main, like, sticking point to, like, you know, my my success and, like, what really got me going, yeah. right, was playing with that club team and, like, what he did for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you mentioned, you know, Jimmy Pinto and, and Jimmy Pinto, the father of Joey Pinto, who was actually my first ever uh, first ever guest on, on, the, on, the, on this podcast. So um, big shout out to, to, to Jimmy and Joey Pinto there. Now, now you mentioned, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm just curious because I also feel like there was just something about New York, like soccer players, where it was just it was always I feel like nobody really started as a goalie. Like it was always, it was always like a field player turned goalie. Um, yeah. And I don't know. I'm curious if if that was if that was your situation as well, or you were always in goal. No, it was a hundred percent my my situation. I I started as a forward, then I moved to center back. Back then we played stopper sweeper. Then I became stopper, right? So then it was like I don't know. It had to be like two nights before like a state cup game, and like previously maybe like a month. Prior to that, Tony Carreras had signed with the team, and I was playing center back. And at the time, I might have been, right? I might have been eating a little too much. <laughs> Jesse, Jesse was a little chubby at the time, right? So my position was kind of like on the line a little bit, right? But luckily, right, our goalie was, I don't know if you remember the twins, Ibrahim and Ahmad. No, I don't think I do. So Ibrahim was our goalie, and like two nights or a night before this, one of our state cup games, they they called Jimmy up and they were like, we're going to, you know, we want to go through with basketball. We don't want to play soccer anymore. And they kind of just quit on the team. And we had no backup goalie. And I just remember like, you know, before practice started, like I would, I would always hop and goal and I would jump around and dive and save the ball. I like one, you know, I made my parents go out and buy me a pair of gloves. I wasn't even a goalie yet. Like I would just do it for fun. And I volunteered. Right. And the goal was, all right, Jimmy said to me, Jesse, just, you know, help us out for this season or start as help us out for these few games. Then it turns into this season and we'll then we'll find a new goalie. And then I did well. Right. I loved it. And we never found a new goalie. <laughs> that's, that's, that's basically how it how it started. Yeah, no, I think that's so funny. And, and I say, I, I don't know, I guess it was just always a thing, especially when you were younger, right? Like nobody really wanted to play goalie, like nobody, even, I mean, I coach sometimes in Westchester, I coach a, a recreational soccer league with, with young boys and girls and, and nobody ever wants to play goalie, right? So mm -hmm. it was like, it was like a thing, like taking one for the team and and I mentioned, you know, my, our, our friend Joey Ruckel growing up, he, he played on my boyhood club, Auburndale, 
And it was at a time when we just we were just going through goalies like like it was nothing. I mean, and we just couldn't find like a solid goalie. And then again, he volunteered, and I don't know if it was it was going to be a, a thing forever. But um, but we're always like, man, like like we're always like he took one for the team. Like he really did because we would have been, you know, we honestly would have been screwed. <laughs> And he was good. Yeah, absolutely. He went on to play in college and everything. Yeah. So nice. And what was like, you know, what was your your most favorite like childhood sports memory? If you could point to one that kind of stands out to you, even even to this day, is there anything that stands out to you? Is like, man, I'll never forget that day. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say like anything specific, right? There's there's so many, there's so many moments. I mean, like, I know you just mentioned Orbendale, right? Like. I would say it was in a short period of time, right? Like I think we played each other in the state cup and you guys you guys beat us in a shootout, right? And I think it was like the following state cup we went to a shootout again and we ended up winning that one. But I just remember like that like leading up to that shootout like the moments before and then like the moments after, right? There's that's like one moment that kind of like sticks out to me. Right, as soon as you ask that question. Yeah, yeah. No, of like, course. There's, there's, there's so many. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, I could sit here and rattle off of <laughs> No, I mean, then those those penalty those penalty shootouts in, in State Cup. And, and one thing about it, too, I, I'm, I'm, like, thinking about it now because even when I was taking penalties in, in college, there was just such, like, you know, I, w- I was pretty good at penalties. I mean, I always went in the same spot. And I practice penalties nonstop. But once I once I got to like high school and college, I feel like the nerves, it became such a nerve wracking thing yeah. like taking penalties. But I'm thinking back in State Cup and I would just walk up to that thing and just just knock it in easy, not even think about it. Um, no but um and what was, you know, looking back at it, what was what was your dream? You know, what did you ultimately want to accomplish with, with soccer once, you know, it became something that, that was real serious to you? Um, I mean, as a kid, I mean, even like as a young kid, like even prior to me, you know, becoming a goalie, you know, I always, I think most of our dream was, oh, I want to be a professional soccer player. Right. And it's funny, like I look, my, my mother, not too long ago, she like found like some of like my third and like fourth grade journal. Right. And the only thing it says in the journal was I want to play professional soccer. When I grow up, I want to be a professional soccer player. Like, and I just remember vividly always like saying that to me. And like, I, I always had people say like, oh, you know, how realistic is that? That's like one in a million, like, you know, the whole, the whole nine, but you know, it never seemed unrealistic to me. Yeah. Never. Yeah. Yeah. No, I would love to go find my, uh, let's see what I wrote back then as well. I don't think it was anything much different, but, um, and, and you, obviously, you know, you went off to, you went off to, to go play professional, you know, you went off to go play in Germany and you played for the Cosmos. And so what was, you know, was there, what was, was there like a, a specific moment where you just kind of felt, and this could have even been a little bit before your professional, you know, your professional career, but was there like a specific kind of period of time where you just felt like the highest in your career where you were like, man, like I'm the best that I've ever been. Like I could really take this far. It's, I would say, I would say probably I felt that way when, after like I started my professional career, you know, I would say my, my senior year of college, I had a very good season. You know, that was at the, at the time, like at that moment was probably the best I ever felt, but I didn't, I didn't have the right resources or the right opportunity to go play anywhere by coming out of college. 
right? So there was like a, there was a long period of time where, you know, I thought that I was, I was done playing, not, not necessarily done playing, but I wasn't going to be able to reach, you know, where I wanted to go. Right. And I, and I, I think I've, what, I finished college when I was 20, what are we, 22, right? I didn't, I didn't start playing professionally until like the end of being 24. So like there was that like two year period where I was just playing PDL, you know, and just playing in leagues around here, you know, until, you know, the opportunity presented itself. Yeah. Yeah. No. And that's, that's, that's good that you bring that up because, you know, I feel like, and, and it's, it's funny looking, like looking back at it and, and talking to you now, how you mentioned that it wasn't right after college, right. It was like two years. And because I just feel like, when I first heard that that you were playing in in Germany, and I was like, Wait, when did Jesse go to Germany? Right, like I was like, it wasn't. So that's what, you know, because sometimes you're, you're especially as we're all graduating college, we all kind of know what each other's doing, right? Yeah. Like some people are going on to play pro, some people are, you know, what, whatever it may be. Some people have a, you know, like an agent. Some people are going on tryouts, right? So, um, but then like, you know, once a year passes, it, it kind of, it, it fades a little bit and we stop, we we're, we're, we're a little out of the loop in terms of what everyone's doing. So I feel like, yeah, that, that makes sense now that you mentioned it was, it was two years after college. Cause I was like, when did Jesse, when did Jesse go to Germany? So what was, um, you know, you mentioned kind of maybe coming out of college, not having those, those like resources or that you were able to get, let's say, you know, two mm-hmm. years afterwards. So what was that like process like when you, you know, you ended up going to Germany and, and, and how'd you even, you know, kind of come up with that opportunity? So one night I was just, you know, I was on the computer and I got a, I got a Facebook message from, remember Mackie? Yes. He runs, now he runs like the foosball project and two bridges and all that. He was in the, in the mix of like starting up the foosball project and you know we reached out we got we were talking this and that and he was like how would you you know feel about you know going on trial in germany and i was at first i was like like yeah but then at the same time i was like but i haven't been playing at a high level you know for a long period of time but then i was like yo like what else are you doing like go for it mm-hmm. right so a little time went by things worked out i went over there and it was crazy man like I went over there and I, I was living in an Airbnb. Oh no, when I first went there, I was living in his in his mom's house. And I didn't have a tryout for like the first like I'd be like eight or nine days that I was there. And then I finally had a tryout. It went well. They wanted to sign me. We weren't happy with like what they were offering. So then I came back home and like we thought that we would be able to negotiate. And it like, they just completely pulled out on it. Like, so it was just like, all right, I just went to Germany, went on trial and it didn't work out. Mm. So then a little more time passed by, Mackie hits me up again. It was like, listen, the transfer window is coming up. I don't have anything lined up for you just yet. Do you want to try it again? And at this time, right, it's a transfer window. So I'm going into preseason with teams. Mm. So if, if I do sign, right, I have to stay. Mm -hmm. So I went again, right. I packed my bags as if I was leaving, right. Said bye to everyone. Didn't have a team, didn't have a tryout, had nothing lined up. And I went there and I was living in an Airbnb in, in like this lady's like attic. 
right? And just going on trials and like getting turned down and then this and that and like, and just going through the process and eventually it worked out. And, and I was there for about a year, maybe a little over a year. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. No, no, that's crazy. I mean, it's like, you know, the, the sort of the things, right. That, that, that professional soccer players kind of go through in order to get to different, you know, whether it's living in an attic or a basement or somebody's couch or just, you know, and, and going on trials. Right. And you just don't even know like what the next kind of step is, you know, I mean, it's a little, it's a little exciting, you know, it's definitely, definitely kind of an exciting adventure. And then, you know, kind of going back into your, your professional career, then, then you, I guess you mentioned it was about a year or so afterwards you came back, um, you know, you came back to, to the States, you started playing with, with the, the Cosmos, who I believe were in the, is it the NASL, NASL at that time? I think they were transferring, they were like doing a season like the NPSL. Okay. Okay. And they were going into, I don't, I forget what it was called, the Legends, Legends Cup or. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. I know they've, um, I know they've, there's, there's multiple leagues and there's different names, but, um, yeah. So, I mean, what was, what was that transition process, right? Like you coming back from Germany and now not sure if you got right into, into the cosmos, but now you're playing back into the States, but what was that transition process coming back from, from Germany? So like a week before I came home from Germany, I, I got injured. Right. And, my my plan was to come home for the summer for you know at the end of May whatever it was, and then go back again. I was I planned on completely going back to Germany, but it, I didn't want to go back with the same team that I was with. But I was injured, and when the transfer window came about, my injury kind of prolonged itself, and I missed I missed that transfer window. So then again, right, I went through a stretch of time where I didn't sign with the team. And at this point, right, like I thought I was done. Like I thought I, that was it. That's all. Like I played a season in Germany and and that was really going to be the end of it. But then it had to be maybe like nine months after I, I was in Germany. I ran into Carlos Mendez, right? And at the time he was the head coach of the team of the, of the New York Cosmos. And I ran into him at like a little like, you know, winter tournament that we do around here. Mm. And I was just like, let me just go talk to him, right? So I, you know, we knew each other. But I was like, listen, if you guys are, you know, having any like trials, like invite trials for preseason, please keep me in mind. And that's, and you know, that's kind of how it started with them. You know, they, when the time came, they hit me up. I went into preseason with them. They really like basically had like their roster like filled out at the time. Mm. And I ended up, I ended up signing with the Cosmos as the fourth string goalie. Mm. right like not even not even like a legit contract like i was basically a practice player when i first started with them right yeah so that's that's how i how i got back into it and that's how i i linked up with them okay okay gotcha yeah and that's that's another thing with 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 goalies as well is that um you know, it's just, I mean, there, there's one spot, right? I mean, you know, field players is, 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 a, you know, what is that? 10 spots on the field and, and there's subs coming in and out. Goalkeepers is, it's always, it's always tough. So I always, you know, I, I think it's just a good, something that's good to point out, especially, you know, for goalies, whether it was in, even for leading from, from high school up to college and then beyond, it's like, you never know when your opportunity is going to, is going to come or, or even if you're going to get that opportunity. Right. And you mentioned, you know, just kind of some of those periods where, where you were kind of looking or, you know, you weren't signed and, and, and you didn't really know what the next step was. And, and I'm sure that that definitely 
provided its own sense of like, you know, uh, anxiousness and anxiety, you know, but what was, was there a specific moment where you were like, oh uh, yeah, like these, you know, these playing days are, are, are coming to an end and, and, and I'm going to have to hang it up. Was there, was there a specific moment where, where that kind of, that, that thought got to you or, or, or was it just like, yeah, I'm just going to continue with this for, for as long as I can. No, I mean, like it progressively got better from there, mm-hmm. right? Like I signed as the fourth string and it got better. Like I just went in with the mentality, like doesn't matter like what you're getting paid. doesn't matter where you are right now. Just come and train hard every day. Right. I was like, and I kept, it was, it was a humbling experience for me because everywhere I ever played, I was the guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was the number one guy. Right. So now I'm on a team where I'm the four string goalie. So it was super humbling, dude, like completely. But I just had to like keep the right mentality. Right. And not get discouraged and, you know, not pout around practice every day. Just come, keep your head down, do your thing. And that's it. And eventually like that season, I ended I finished the season as the backup. Right. I went from the four string to the backup that season. And then the next season I was a starter over there. So like it got better, like as, as, as time went and, you know, it's, it's unfortunate what happened with the team, right? Like, like, I feel like I would have still been playing with them Mm. if they haven't folded again. Right. Right? Like, I think I would have played more years and I would have, you know, ended my career there, Yeah. but that wasn't the case. It was kind of just like abruptly like pulled from us in, in the off season. Right. You know, looking I guess looking back at it, you know, do you, you kind of, you know, you have your pretty just, you know, robust, let's say professional playing career brought you different places. Do you feel like you're, you really, do you feel like you're, you're happy with, with where you're, where you're kind of at in terms of, you know, I reached those goals that I kind of set my mind to. Do you think that you really kind of reached, you know, those heights or, or, or those goals that you, that you set your mind to that you can look back at it and be like, yeah, like I did. I did everything I could and, and I'm happy with, with where that got me. Yeah. I mean, a hundred percent, like, listen, I mean, as if I look back, like to like what my real dream was as a kid, like, no, I didn't get there. Right. You know, I didn't play at the highest, highest level that there is, but you know, I guess I played at the highest level that I was, you know, that my journey allowed me to do, you know, things were out of my hands at times. Right. I didn't, like I said, I didn't have the right resources to, you know, get me there. And by the time I started my professional career, I was 24, right? That's, that's not old, but it's, it's old, like compared to like what some, like, you know, to play at the highest level, these kids are going in at 19 years old, 20 years old, right? So, I mean, I like, no, I definitely, I definitely don't regret anything, right? Because it like, you know, now what my life is, right, is coaching, mm-hmm. right? And that those experiences built my resume for what I'm, capable of doing now right and like it like it helps me even though i'm still i don't play right but it helps me every day in what my career is now yeah yeah definitely definitely and that yeah that that's a perfect kind of transition into into my my next question which is you know you you mentioned the the transition outside of sports and 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 kind of what you're doing now in regards to to coaching but so and i'm sure that just along the way right uh throughout your professional career and then you know from I guess probably from the, the days that you stopped playing into into now, I'm sure that you've you've learned like many lessons about the transition process outside of sport, life after sports, what that means, you know, 
kind of re-identifying yourself as something than other than a soccer player, right? Even if you're still involved in the game. So I'm sure there's many lessons that, that you learned along the way. But what would you say is is you know, if you if you can give like one piece of advice to someone who who maybe is struggling with, you know, just kind of finding life after sports and, and that transition process and and finding a, a almost a new identity for themselves outside of an athlete. If you can give one piece of advice to that person, what do you think that piece would be? Well, I, I do like one piece of advice I can give, for, you know, for active athletes, right, that are going to get to that point right, is be prepared, right, mm-hmm. have, have plan B, right, like have, have that backup plan ready, right, because for me, my last season, I was playing with New Amsterdam, and I had ended, I ended up tearing my labrum in my hip, unfortunately, the team didn't want to cover any medical expenses, and, you know, I, I just think the program as a whole was very unprofessional compared to where I was at prior, mm-hmm. and, it like killed my desire to play. Right. And like, I didn't plan on ending my career at that moment, but that's just how it was. Like it came to an abrupt end. I wasn't willing to go anywhere else. Right. But I didn't properly prep myself for that situation. Mm. Right. Cause it doesn't, it doesn't matter when you think you're going to be done playing. Right. Cause I didn't think I was going to be done playing. Right. Like it can just, it can happen tomorrow. Right. And if you're not, if you're not prepared, you know, for the life after sports, it is very difficult. Mm. And I and I went through it and I still think I go through it. Right. Like, I don't think like I am on the other on the other side of not playing anymore and right. like accepting that. Right. Like people ask me, oh, why don't you sign with this team? Like midseason this year, like I had teams hitting me up. Oh, our goalie went down, you know, come sign with this team. blah blah. blah. Right. And I'm like. Like, hell yeah. Like, let me, I'm out. Let me pack. But like, I can't do that. Like, I have a completely different life now. But at the same time, I'm ready to, I'm ready to drop everything to go play. Right, right. <laughs> but that's not, it's not reality. Right. And I just, I, it is a difficult process and it, it is hard to accept. Right. But like, there's, you know, just be patient. Right. Just how we're patient with the process of trying to go pro. And, you know, everything does work out eventually. Right. But you just one way or another have to, you know, fight through those feelings Yeah, because it is it is difficult. But like I said, man, you just have to be prepared for it. Yeah. No, I love that. I love that. No. Yeah. Because I think even like you said, you're ready to just pack your bags and and be out. Sometimes, you know, I'm I'm like, man, if I. Half packed, bro. I have my shin guards, my gloves, and cleats ready to go. <laughs> I know. Sometimes even I'm thinking about. It, I'm like, man, should I, do I have a chance? Should, should I get back in shape and just and just and just throw myself out there? Just just head, hit up a B team, see if I still got it. Go to a couple tryouts. It's so hard to like. It's so hard to actually to actually like let that go, right? Like so. No, nah, I mean that's that's a really good point in terms of just being prepared and. Um, and I think, you know, last thing that I'll ask you is, you know, you, you talked, you touched on how your life is just, you know, your life is different now, right? You can't just pack up your bags and, and, and go anywhere to, to go play. You, you're obviously, you know, you're, you're pretty heavily involved in, in coaching. So, you know, last question I'll leave you off as is if you could just explain, you know, a little bit how you're still, you know, involved in the game and, and, uh, and, and what that kind of looks like for you. Yeah. I mean, I went, well, I'll, you know, I'll let you know, like after I was done playing, I did move down to Florida. Right for 
real life job. Didn't work. Moved back here for a real life job. But like when I was down there, not like I've always coached here, but like I, I, I coached, I ended up coaching like a little bit when I was down there, but not being around like the soccer world in general was mm. difficult for me. Mm. Right. So, and like my soccer network here is huge. Like I know, you know, someone every field that I go to, and I, I'm very fortunate for that because it allows me to do what I do now, right? Like I recently just quit my job, right, to pursue coaching full time, right? Right, and it keeps me involved in the game, right? And I love it, right? Because now, right, it's not about me anymore. It's about the time and effort that you put into these kids, right? right? Growing up, I didn't have. I didn't have a proper goalie trainer, right? Mm. I mean, like, just wasn't a thing when I was growing up. You know, no team that I played for had it, right? Like, I had that Xavier O'Connor's father, Patrick O'Connor. Yeah, yeah. He was my first, like, goalie coach, like, Wilsonbrook Magic, right? So if I'm able to do for these kids what I don't, what I didn't have, right? I mean, I think that's that's better than any anything that I could – you know, do to stay involved in the game now. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's, that's really, that's really cool to hear. And and like you said, it's just, it's a different feeling when you're, when you're just completely out of the game. Um, And, and it's so good that you're able to, to now kind of, you know, give back and, and, and like you said, give some of these goalies, some of those, those opportunities that you didn't have. Right. And, and growing up, you know, a lot of, a lot of our goalies didn't really have proper goalie trainers and you know it just at least wasn't at the level that it is today in terms of the importance of of specific trainers for specific positions and and i, I listen i peeped your instagram and, and you got them goalies working man it's a pretty intense workout so you know, i see the balls flying in so um Thank listen you. then uh keep it up keep it up but but just really you know really appreciate you you coming on today and and um and telling us a little bit more just you know, like about your story and, and, and your journey and, and just, you know, kind of how, I think one thing that you pointed out that was really beneficial was that, you know, those experiences, right. The, the, the sleeping in the attic, the, the not signing for, for teams for, for days or, or weeks on end and, and not knowing what's next. Right. But, but ultimately, you know, kind of going through those experiences to, to get to, to reach certain goals, even if you're not playing anymore right now, I mean, reaching those goals as a player kind of led to, you know, what you're doing now. And it gave you the tools and, and it gave you the, the toolkit and, and it gave you the resume. Right. And it gave you that, you know, just, just, uh, those, those necessities, um, in terms of, you know, requirements in terms of what you need to, to really just keep doing what you're doing now. So, uh, listen, man, keep it up. I'm gonna keep, um, keep checking what you're doing. Uh, if I, um, if I know any goalies coming through, I'll send them your way. Um, but, uh, but, but man, listen, really, it was great catching up with you and I just really appreciate having you on, man. Of course, brother. Thanks for having me, man.